Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning. And welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Avenue Talk. Yeah. Is <laughs> I am your host, Christina Hammond. And to the right of me, we have... You're on my right. What's your name? Darth Vader. Oh, you got a call. Ooh, oh, Already? I don't know if this is a, a regular call or... Well, Christina, you know what? I'm going to go check this out. And you do the plugins. Okay. How about that? You might want to answer it. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello. How's it going? Is the call? How, it's Roy. She's trying to figure out how to tune into the Avenue song. Oh. I'll let you. Oh. Wait, wait, one sec. Well, just, oh, okay. Well, hold on, folks. <laughs> hey, Rory. On the live. Bear with us. Oh, you mean like, watch? are you watching it live? Um, um, <laughs> uh, it, if you go, Goodbye, okay, girl. okay, cool. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh man. That was a cousin. That was family guys. That was, you know, you know, thank you family for supporting. Wow. Really? Oh, that was so funny. Really? That was funny. That's how you feel about it? What do you mean? That's how you feel about it. Wow. Wow. You, you guys please share this with your friends and family. What do you family. mean how I feel about it? I, I think it was I think it was nice. Please share. She's you know. trying to figure out how to get onto the avenue talk. See this she says couldn't see anything. Now she did. I think it's because the uh probably the title card. I mean, probably, you know, yeah. Work. You know, different people, different locations, different timing of streaming. Yeah. All right, so shall we get into it with the plugins? I thought you were gonna do that while I was taking the call, but go for it. But see then the call switched over to me. Because I had to. Oh, okay. Here we go. Plugins time. If you're ready, let me say, yeah. They can't hear you. They'll eventually. Anyway, first up, we have Team Callaway Gospel Radio Show. Listen to them on 98.5 FM. Listen to them live on Sunday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on WDEN app or tune in app at 98.5 FM or tell Alexa Girl to play WDEM 98.5. Thank you. Team Callaway. Next up, we have the VP, VB, Notary Public Services. Contact Valerie Banks at 770-875-2322. Yes, she is a notary in Georgia. And guess what, you guys? She works after hours. So she'll zoom, zoom right over to you. Now, don't get it twisted with the after hours, y'all, because some of y'all, mm-mm, some of y'all don't need no after hours. And she does great business. She does great business. She is professional. Next up, we have Pillar Fire International Ministries, led by the awesome Prophet Jeff and his lovely wife, Prophetess Amina, also known as Team Marshall. Follow them on YouTube at 2.30 p.m. They go live on Sundays. Next up, we have the St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Howard, Florida, uh, with the pastors, the pastor Alfonso Bryant and his lovely wife, Prophetess Ashley Bryant. Yes, yes, yes. Next up, we have the Keepers of Hope International Ministries, led by the lovely Evangelist Rena Person. 
cubes of hope providing food toiletries trying to remember it, huh? <laughs> yes. sanitary gloves towels all that for those in need as they become available in the richmond virginia area if you need to reach evangelist rena person please contact her at 804-238-7873 mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. go to the next one next up we have the nj carter ministries which is on both facebook as well as youtube yes next we have Noah's Art Publishing is sponsoring a kids journal through COVID-19 S through a COVID-19 essay campaign. Children are encouraged to write an essay of 500 words or less about their COVID-19 experience. Children must be the ages seven through 13 years old, be a resident of Georgia and submit their essay by June 19th, 2020 at 5 p.m. Eastern time. Please email this essay to Charday 1987 at yahoo.com. That's C-H-A-R-D-A-E-1987 at yahoo.com. Please include the subject line, parents' names, students' name, and the school name. Thank you. Did you? God bless you, Christina. God bless you. <laughs> Next up, we have the altar call prayer line, which takes place every morning during the week at 5 a.m. And for this week only... That I know of until further notice. Um, it, the time will be at three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, to call in to the prayer line, it's 774 220 4000. The access code is 32017. Yes. And next, we want to thank our family, Repairs of the Breeze International Ministries, for all that they do, for their support, for their love, for their prayers, the for, this, for this going in. When God says go in, um, we love you guys. And we also love our parents, our biological family as well. And last but not least, he is the alpha and omega of our lives. He is the beginning and the end. We want to thank God. Most definitely. Yeah. We want to thank God because um, he makes tea. <laughs> <laughs> he makes everything possible for us. He he's great. Okay. There's not enough that I cannot say. Um, he woke me up this morning. He woke Antoine up this morning. He started us on our day, you know, so he woke you guys up this morning because you're watching The Avenue Talk. So, you know, we're thankful. Just thankful to God for that. Thankful to God. All right. Shall we dive in? Oh, also, before we go forward, there is something special I want to add in. And uh, next time when we do this, we'll actually have the um... picture. Yeah, the picture. So the next thing that we want to uh, bring up is that um, Apostle Shunto Calloway, as well as the Avenue Talk, Famines. are engaging in a new business venture. <coughs> Man. You want me to get some water? Uh, please. Okay. Um, Excuse me. I don't know. I'm having, it's one of those mornings. Have you ever tried to like do public speaking or something like that? And then when you try for some strange reason, your throat is just scratchy for no reason. It's not like you're, you're, you know, it's just nothing. It's just out of the blue scratchy. But anyways, um, both uh, Apostle Sean of Callaway as well as the Avenue Talk are um, doing business where if you have issues with your credit, anything like that. Um, thank you so much. Thank you. It's cold water, but it'll do. Oh, that's way better. Oh, yeah. 
we're getting there. Okay, yeah, so business, uh, credit repair, different, uh, different things in nature like that. Um, if you really want to know more about that, or, you know, do you know somebody who might need some help in that area of their life to help them get to a better stance on financial stability, um, give us a shout out, send us a message. And after the broadcast, we will most definitely reach out to you and tell you the information you need to know. Yes, we will. To start your path of financial stability. Financial stability. <coughs> All right, you guys, I've been preparing for this moment since I saw this post as it circulated last week. Um, <laughs> yeah. You guys, so this is this is something that's been on Facebook. <laughs> it's been kind of going, it's, it's been kind of getting hype, a little hype, no hype, some hype. It is the Beyonce possibly joining the Marvel's universe with Black Panthers on Becoming Storm. Um, after, you know, doing some research, they said it's not true, but still, a lot, a lot of y'all's comments were... <laughs> A lot of y'all's comments were just like, oh my gosh. First of all, this is the good, bad, and ridiculous of Beyonce becoming Storm. The good. I don't have good if Beyonce became Storm. I would like to say something. <laughs> Can I say something? Say something. Beyonce can't act. Okay. The bad. I don't think she'd be a really good person to no, play the Storm. Good, the good about it is she can't act. <laughs> That's that's wonderful. You want to know why I say why? that's the good? Because it keeps her out <laughs> of my sight view. Evangelina said, our hair is matching. Girl, you know, but I got the most hair, Evangelina. Girl! <laughs> Trying to get my hair right. You know what? <laughs> Go for it. Sure. But anyways, <laughs> the good thing about it is Beyonce can't act, so I don't have to see her every single last turn. I'm already True. tired of people acknowledging her as like the greatest artist to have ever been in music. Like the beehive is is just crazy. They've oh, given people death threats. They have. They have. Um, Beyonce couldn't act if her life was on the line. Well, let me finish my ridiculous part. Let me finish my ridiculous part. The uh -huh. ridiculous is, I don't think she. If it was true. I don't think she should play Storm. It's not true because after, like I said, they said that it was something that they weren't even considering. But I know a lot of my friends on Facebook were just like, no, she does not need to play Storm. And because Storm is a very strong role, like Storm is like one of those, and not saying Beyonce's not a strong woman, but acting wise, you got to know how to play Storm. And honestly, if I hear Beyonce be like, T'Challa, Umbaku. It, it nah, just wouldn't work. She, she doesn't do it like that. It just wouldn't she work. doesn't do it like it's like it's like almost like a whisper. A whisper <laughs> with rasp. T'Challa. <laughs> and technically, I think Umbaku. I think for me, I think if a lot of you guys, <laughs> I guess I guess the people, I think some of the people were saying no because they saw her in the Lion King, which I did not see because no. I gotta watch that. I have to watch it to to understand. Now I'm mad. Speaking of Lion King. I'm mad because Disney screwed up. You do not take out. Be prepared. Right. That's the song by Scar, in case you didn't know. You don't take that out. Yeah. Every villain, every every good villain has a song. You just I'm just trying to say I understand. But at the end of the day, I don't want to talk about Beyonce. You just cut it in on me. Like, Have you, did you see her acting? Did you hear her and Childish Gambino sing that song together? It can, was just mess. Can I please finish my, my rant? My bad. Thank you. 
Anyway, I think a lot of folks who saw Beyonce do Nala and Lion King were kind of disappointed. And so I guess they felt Super. like, I guess they felt like, you know what? Nah, Super. she can't play Storm. I feel like if you guys had this motivation in the beginning for Lion King, it probably, you know, Lion King would have been better anyway. But still, and then they had a, they had a petition saying sign this petition just in case she does become Storm because we don't want to see Beyonce be Storm. Once again, not hating on Beyonce. You know, you do you. But Beyonce... Just side note, you know, just in case you want some criticism, because I think people are scared to give you criticism in the world because of your name. But I'm not. Sweetie, you don't need to act. You don't need to play Storm. And if they give you the role to say, you know what? It's not for me. I don't need to play it. I, you know, I, I'll just if you want me to sing on the, the record, I'll sing. But I, I don't need to play Storm. Mm -mm, give that to somebody else. OK, that's that's advice, Beyonce, for me to you okay because i'm you know i'm i'm a some I'm a, I'm a rihanna fan i'm team navy but you know stepping away from rihanna just to give you some some advice because you know your fans be like nah play storm they know you should not play storm but they too they too they far up hmm? bring it back a little bit I'm, I'm, okay bring it back reel it in look Vance Winter says she can't she can't okay i'm gonna reel it in but that that's my good bad and ridiculous i just don't think beyonce should play storm I would just like to add that Beyonce couldn't play herself if it was a biopic about herself. And that was also a post on Facebook, which was very hilarious. <laughs> I mean, but I, I, honestly, truthfully, all jokes aside, I don't... Acting requires... Skill? It requires a gift. A gift, yeah. And if that's not your gift, you just got to recognize it's not your you gift. Know, just throw it away. Like... Elvis Presley couldn't act, but he was in a whole bunch of movies. You know what they did to help Elvis, Elvis Presley do better? What? They allowed him to use his gift. There you go. This... Every line that Elvis Presley did, he sung it. But Beyonce can't sing a storm. We got her in this race. Beyonce ain't gonna sing her lines in storm. You got you gotta eliminate that quick refreshing <laughs> drink. Good morning. Good morning. All right. So with that. Because we had to get him bad ridiculous. I believe. Out of Marvel out of Marvel characters, you guys, which Marvel character is your favorite? And we'll start off with Antoine. And you guys, please leave your comments in the comment section. Let us know which Marvel character is your favorite. So, Antoine, who's your favorite Marvel character? God. Okay. Okay. No. All <laughs> jokes aside, literally God is actually in Marvel. He is. They don't call him God, but they call him the one above all. True. And, uh, yeah. So that's your favorite Marvel character? Well, outside of that, it had to be like, <laughs> it had to be like Wolverine. Okay. <laughs> Christina, we're not talking about the X-Men show. We're talking about the comic book version of Wolverine. Okay. I just know the X-Men show of Wolverine. No. The X-Men show Wolverine was too sensitive. Like that Wolverine. He had family issues and he had mental breakdowns. Okay, well, so you like the Wolverine. I like the Wolverine from the comic books. Okay. He's the one who would walk up to a dude and like to chain. Slice slice. Yeah. Mm. Stuff like that. My awesome. favorite Marvel character is of course Storm and Rogue. I like Storm and Rogue. 
I like them. They're my favorite Marvel characters. I think because growing up, like on Saturday mornings, my dad came home from work. Like that was like the first cartoon I saw in the morning was the X-Men and Storm and Rogue were like the baddest of the baddest. And now, I was I like, I that's, don't understand that's my life. Why did Storm have to talk the way she did? I hold on the wind of the storm. I know you were not hating about Storm because you said this. No, no, no. Storm was no. cool. I'm not going to say Storm wasn't cool. I just don't know why she had talked the way she did. She sounded like she was in mid, uh, mid tune-up. Well, you know what, Antoine? That is the voice that somebody just decided to give her. She was in mid tune-up to hoop. She Storm was, was a preacher. Maybe she was. She was awesome. Storm was awesome. I love Storm. I love Storm and I love Rogue. If that's what you want to believe. My fa- my, my, those are my two favorite female characters from Marvel. So, yeah. Who are you guys' favorites? No favorites? No favorite Marvel characters? Well, thank you, Beyonce, for not acting. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for not acting. Um, I really can't say that I love Lemonade, but uh, the Beyonce album. Beyonce the, album the, that was dope. Was, that was pretty. That was my, that was my favorite album. I'm not um, a big Beyonce fan, but I, I like that. Dangerously so. in Love was probably. Congratulations. No, B-Day was my favorite album. Congratulations. From Beyonce. Um, <clears throat> thank you for not acting. <laughs> All right, so moving on to our topic of the day, um, we just kind of want to carry on over from last week talking about the Babylon spirit because y'all, this is like this is like a series. This could, this could be like a a series. Um, why are you looking at me like that? Oh, so I can't look at you now. You can, but sometimes your looks be scaring me. Like you about this Wolverine me and go. Forgive me. <laughs> All right, so something I was talking to Antoine about because it was a um, video he showed me, and eventually, you guys, I am gonna get in the process of showing you videos so that way you know what we're talking about. Um, I just have to play around with it and do some tinkering and trial runs for I can actually get it right. But um, something else on the Antoine about was the Babylon spirit, the com- um, the God complex that a lot of church leaders have, and what I mean by that was once again. Antoine, show me a video. Should I say his name? Can you set up the story a little bit? I am about to say, can I say, can I say his name? Go for it. Okay. So Antoine showed me a video of Brian Karn, Prophet Brian Karn Jr. And he was at a church service, I guess at his church service. And there was a song that the praise team or the choir and the band had to do. It's the one. Clap your hands. Dun, 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 dun. Clap your hands. So basically... In the midst of the song, the choir, they didn't know the song. This is what the choir flat out didn't know the song. And so, of course, being Brian Karn, he just, Prophet Brian Karn, he just decided to just kind of just ridicule them and just bash them right then and there, talking Christina, Christina, bad about them. I think them. you need to set this up a little bit better. Okay, you set the story up. <laughs> well, I was the one that showed you, so I'm okay, so you set, set it, up. it up. Can you stop yelling in the mic? You set the story up. I will. Thank you. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. He's going to set it up, you guys. Anyways, so this is how the story sets up. There, it's, it's, I guess I guess the point of the video is it's after he gets done preaching. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me, I need a little water on this one. Ah, thank you. <clears throat> yes. So it's after he gets done preaching. So what happens is he they go into the song and I, I, I guess it's like it's a common song in the church a musician wouldn't know it but on top of that if you're not a singer who have sung this song before or a lot you're not going to really know the words like that you'll know the melody and maybe the chorus part of the song but you won't know the actual words of the song 
So they're singing and, you know, the praise team or whoever is there, they're not necessarily together. The musicians are playing, but like I said, I expect musicians to know this song because it's a common song in the church and the singers, a different story, right? But they're playing and then he stops the music and stuff like that. And, you know, I guess they're giving offering or they, you know, people are passing the money, different things in nature like that. You know, I don't really know how some church services and some denominations work, but I guess that's a part of service. And uh, I guess it's at the end of service. And uh, basically, he just stops the choir, stops the praise team and stuff like that. And he just goes on and says, um, is that what what rehearsal did for you all in front of the whole church? He, he said, basically, he went so far as to saying, um, if that's what rehearsal did for you, then you guys don't ever need to rehearse again. Now, I would like to give a, a personal standpoint on this. Uh, my voice is sounding stronger already. Um, <laughs> I want to give a personal standpoint on this. So, um, one, outside, and we'll get to the Babylon aspect of how I have issues with when people do stuff like this and how it, it sort of ties in a little bit with Nebuchadnezzar. So, right. But this is my thing. I have a problem when we in the church openly ridicule. And now, this is the one thing I want you to keep in mind. When he does this, he does it in front of the whole church on live stream. Not only on the front of the whole church on live stream, but he people are in the congregation laughing. Yes. Now, I, I don't know the full setup of the whole thing, but I do know for a fact that our brother in the Lord does at some points in time bring up songs out the blue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. happens. Okay, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I just think that when we do stuff to people like that and unfortunately, there are a lot of us people who call ourselves prophets. We have a bad habit of expecting something to be the way we want it to be. And if somebody messes up at it, we dog on dog them to the 10th degree. Yes. And I think that that's where church hurt comes from. Right. And I think that is the place not only where church hurt comes from, I think that's also the place now where rumors get started. People start now having hatred and disagreements and dis, you know, and people are un, um, unagreeant with each other. and There's no unity. So now unity has been taken out. Right. And this is my whole thing. I, like, I'm going to put it out like this. Forgive me. I hope he's uh, on here watching um, uh, Mr. Calloway. <laughs> Mr. Calloway is a wonderful musician, wonderful right. director when it comes down to music, wonderful at his job and what he does, but he does not take any mess. He does not take any mess. If you do, if he knows that this is how the song is supposed to go and you've had ample time to listen to the song, right? He mm-hmm. expects you to be able to do your part based upon what he's given you mm-hmm. with the expectation of what it is your job is for. Right. Right. Now there, I will agree that we are human. Right. We make mistakes. We're subject to errors. Nothing we do is going to be perfect every single time. This is true. But never in my whole time of being underneath the leadership of of William Calloway playing Mm -hmm. as a musician, never in my whole life has he ever 
call the musicians, the choir, anybody out Mm -hmm. in front of the whole church, in front of live stream, and then just left it like that or made it seem like they got a yield. Right. That's just not, there's this whole thing. I grew up in church where we had this whole thing, decency and in order. If something Mm -hmm, was out mm -hmm, of order mm -hmm. and it wasn't, you know, like if the choir is not singing something right or, or or blah, 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 right. Mm -hmm. There's a way that you handle that. That easily could have been taken with the cameras off. Right. That easily could have been handled with the, the pews empty or the seats empty. And you just talk to the, to the actual um, choir and musicians and stuff like that for yourself as a leader. And you don't have to put them on front street. You don't have to dog them out like that. There's a way you can talk to them without causing damage and hurt. And if they didn't know the song because you threw it out the blues, you could have easily said, hey, you know, do another selection. It's not, it's more than just that. He has the the complex where even if you're a musician Mm -hmm. and he wants a song, right? Mm -hmm. He'll bring a song out of the blue. He'll expect you to play it exactly like how he hears it in his head that he wants you to play it. Right. But that's the thing. Every musician has their own orientation for how they play songs. Right. And just not looking at Prophet Brian Carr and looking at a lot. Like I said, it's, it's, oh, he's not the only one. There's a, the only, lot. there's a lot. And how I say the God complex is because with that scenario right there, now you just, you have this air, you have this air about you to feel like everything should be done your way. If I name a song, you should automatically know it. You should automatically know it and play it. And sing it the right way that I hear it, not the way that you hear it. You know, if 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 I walk in the room, I expect you to grovel and bow at my feet. Our, um, I'm gonna share an incident, a story. I went a uh, 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 church I was at a uh, visiting, and um, basically the the main leader of the church was coming to visit. So they threw this entire shindig for service. Oh God! They pulled out the best of the best for this person who was for this church leader who was coming in to do whatever he had to do and didn't i play guitar that you played guitar that service and i sang that service but when i say you guys we had to carry on these long songs because they wanted him to enter in on a certain song that we were singing so by the time he got there we had to switch songs we were singing that song he's walking in everyone's looking at him and now at that point everyone's going hi hey holy for the lord because he now just walked in and i'm looking at i'm you know i'm just kind of thinking to myself at that time where is god in this you just gave paid a whole homage a whole service because your main church leader your money maker dude your is now your, your bishop has now walked in and now you just giving him you just throwing flowers you throwing petals you know literally like not literally but like metaphorically you're throwing petals at his feet he's walking in through the side entrance coming can, in up on the stairs can i bring up something bring it up and i want to hear your guys you guys thoughts on this please share your thoughts i've been in church all my life i grew up in church i was a baby in church i was mm-hmm. in the womb in church mm-hmm. i'm I've been in church all my life, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. So, I one thing I've always wondered: mm-hmm. Why do ministers who are coming to preach or what have you always have to show up as they call fashionably late? Oh no! And have to walk in with their whole entourage. But if church starts at ten, I expect you to be there at ten as well. I ain't trying to say it's two o'clock in the afternoon. They're gonna be there with the whole entourage, mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. There was something my granddad used to bring up. My granddad, who was a pastor, you know, he taught me one thing. He was like, if you're the minister, 
who's supposed to be ministering in this service. Mm -hmm. If there's anybody who needs to be there first, it needs to be you. Right. He's like, you need to be in the place to consecrate yourself. Right. To consecrate not only yourself, but the space. Because you're the leader. So that the word of God can go forth and it can be effective in the people's lives. Right. You know, that that's something that I was taught. And, you know, you know, my granddad, he was like, sometimes, you know, you just got to. You got to get off your high horse mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and realize that you got to get in, roll your sleeves up and get to work as well, too. Right. So. And, no, no. I'm sorry. Well, no, go ahead. No, no, I, I, go ahead. It, it, it lost. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I really forgot. <laughs> Anyways. So, you know, my granddad as a pastor was not objected to opening up service in prayer, mm -hmm. even though if he was the one who had to preach, he wasn't objected to opening up with prayer. Right. He wasn't objective of leading the people in song and worship and stuff like that mm -hmm. because he realized at the end of the day, it's not about him. Yeah. It's about whatever God is trying to do in that space and in that time. time. Right. You know, and the reason why I say that the church has a real strong issue with the Babylonian spirit, this is a different type of spirit than just the, the uh, organization of Babylon. Now we have the spirit of Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. is present inside of the church. Yeah. The spirit of Nebuchadnezzar. And in case you didn't know who Nebuchadnezzar is, you read the book of Daniel. There's a lot that Nebuchadnezzar did. He was the one who had the dream about um, the statue with the gold head and the silver forearm and the chest and then the bronze um, uh, thighs. And then yeah. the, um, I think it's the feet made mixed with clay and iron. Mm -hmm. He was the one who had the dream about that. He was also the one who had the dream about this giant tree and that all these animals came and the whole earth was being fed from that tree. But then an angel comes down and cuts the tree down. Now we're going to talk about that a little bit later on, but still uh, Nebuchadnezzar also was the one who in defiance to what God had told through the prophet Daniel in his dreams, was the one who still made the decision that he was not going to fall underneath the law and the situation that God had placed him under. Right. But he was going to defy God and say he was going to establish himself as an eternal image and an eternal God himself to never end. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason where you have the story about the three Hebrew boys and the fiery furnace and the giant golden statue mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that he made of himself the whole statue was made of gold which was him defying the dream that god had revealed in the revelation hmm. okay well then nebuchadnezzar going back to the image of the tree daniel prophesies to him you are that tree but the angel god is going to cut down the tree but leave the roots hmm. so you're not going to die but God is going to lower you in status. Right. So you won't be in the status where you were before. Yeah. Nebuchadnezzar, it says in the Bible that he was out and he was marveling all the accomplishments that he had done, the mm -hmm. hanging gardens of Babylon, all these different things in nature like that. And Nebuchadnezzar did exactly what it is that Daniel said he was going to do. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar started to worship himself. Mm. Mm -hmm. He started to worship his position. Sounds like a lot of um, people in the church today. We worship our positions. We worship our authority. We worship our calling. We worship right. our titles. At the end of the day, 
God, even your title and who you think you're big and bad enough to be does not come before God. It does not come before God. Right. Because of Nebuchadnezzar doing this thing, exalting himself and not giving honor to the most high God. Now, Nebuchadnezzar's mind was taken from him. Right. He was made to be that of one of the beasts in the field. It says literally his nails grew long. Mm -hmm, his mm -hmm. hair was shaggy like oxen. Right. He was out in the field literally for a number of years. Right. Mind you, right. In the field eating with cattle. Yes, he was. Living like a beast in the field. Yep. 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 That's in the Bible. That's in the Bible. So this is my thing. Now, did Nebuchadnezzar stay like that? No. Because God also said that after that, I will restore you. Mm -hmm. But that's the problem. Most of us. <clears throat> in the church who are leaders mm -hmm. have to be very careful of the spirit of pride. Yes. We have to be very careful. And that essentially is what Nebuchadnezzar's spirit was. He was a prideful man prideful. up until that point in time in his life. Most of everything had gone right. Anything, anything he decided to conquer, he was given the ability to conquer it. Right. Anything he decided he wanted, no one would reject him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, God doesn't care about your pride. God mm -hmm. will lower you so that your pride be put in check. Yes, he will. This is my thing. In the church today, we have a Babylonian spirit that is over this nation. We have Babylonian issues, all these different things that are going on, right? In the church, we have too many Nebuchadnezzars. <coughs> we have too many Nebuchadnezzars. You're right, mm -hmm. Jasmine. Pride does come before that fall. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the Bible says, how great is that fall? We have yep. too many Nebuchadnezzars in the church. Okay. The bishops, the apostles, the, the prophets, um, pastors, teachers, evangelists, all these different things. Too many of them have taken on this mentality to where now you have to serve me. Mm -hmm. Now you have to cater to me. Mm -hmm. Now you have to do all these things for me. Mm -hmm. Now I understand if I'm ministering mm -hmm. and you decide, Hey, you're sweating a lot. Let me get you your, your cloth or whatever have you. Right. Yeah. So that's one you. thing. But at the end of the day, you're not expecting you, somebody you to do that for you. Exactly. And I'm not expecting that. Mm -hmm. Or if somebody sees that you need some water and stuff because you're sweating profusely, because it does happen when you're ministering and they decide to give you some water. That's yeah. perfectly fine. But at the end of the day, going back to this whole thing, no one should have to worship you. Or if they don't worship you now, you put them on the outskirts. Believe it or not, in some churches, the person who's subservient to their leader, the most usually gets to be into the inner circle closer. True. And if you're not willing to debase yourself to the lowest standards of life, mm -hmm. basically, you know, then you can't be around or they, you say, they tell you you're not fit for ministry. Yeah. I think all of us are fit for ministry. I think we are all fit for something. Yes. I all think we all have a call on us, regardless of whether we want to accept it or not. We mm -hmm. all have a call on us. We all mm -hmm. have a charge mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. meet. Mm -hmm. We all have um, expectations that God has placed on us. Regardless of what you do in this life, when you stand before God, you will still have to answer to what God's original plan for you is. Yes, you will. You know, <clears throat> so my whole thing is, you know, we have to combat this. You know, um, church hurt is brought because of of 
this Nebuchadnezzar spirit where I have to be, I'm, you know, it's a God-like complex. Well, I'm a God, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, most ministers won't say it like that, but what we'll say, I'm the leader. I'm the leader. Or we'll dog, you know, because we think we're so in position, mm-hmm. we'll dog our members out, dog our musicians out, dog the singers out, dog the lay workers out and stuff like that, dog the people who dog and work as secretaries. We'll dog everybody out if they make a mistake. Yes. You can't do that. You can't. That's where church hurt comes from. Mm-hmm. And that's where people start being in this position where they don't want to go to church. They don't want to hear nothing about church. They don't want to read their Bibles. Because anytime they look at anything connected with the church, they only think about the person who has hurt them. Yeah. Now, I want to throw something on top of that. Just because you have been church hurt does now not mean that you're excusable from being in the church. That is true. Sooner or later, the excuse of your hurt has to be removed. Yeah. Because you have to think about this. What are you stopping in your life because you're living in a hurt position? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let God work on you. Let God heal those issues. Let God manifest healing in your life. Right. And then keep moving forward. Right. Usually when a person is hurt in church and they don't move forward, they're holding on to the issue. They're holding on to the baggage and they keep reopening the wound. Yeah. It hurts. But like you said, you know, don't go on just piggyback off what he said about the church hurt. For those of us who have been church hurt, because I've been church hurt. I've been church hurt before, but I couldn't let that stop me from doing what God needed to do in my life and being led in the other places, uh, you know, in a new church that God has, you know, that God was placing me in or has me placed in. That's right. We have to be mature Christians. Mature. That's right. Jasmine, we got to be mature Christians. So, you know, when you do have that church hurt, don't hold it in. Please talk about it. Find, you know, find a friend that you can confide in, you know, pray, you know, talk to God about it. And, you know, let it out because you don't want to hold that in. It's like it's like it's it's a bad festering wound. You have to forgive and you just have to say, you know, what, God, I forgive them. I know now what to look out for. I know now not to go back there and just keep it moving forward and to trust you and rely on you where I'm placed next. So this is my thing. Since I've been in a part of the repairs of the breach ministry. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've started to grow mm-hmm. in my spiritual gifting of who it is that I am. And just where God decides to want to use me, right? right? Since being in that position, now I understand most of us, we talk about church hurt, right? And I'm going to just do a weighing process, not to make okay. myself seem grand. I'm not doing this for self-notoriety. I'm just saying, okay. if I can move past what people have done to me, anybody should be able to move past, okay? You should still, you don't have an excuse for why you can't keep moving forward. Let go of the pain of the past and move forward, right? So since I've been in the ministry and stuff like that, most people don't know this. I have received death threats. Right. Christina can attest to this. I have received death threats from people because of me being who it is I am in ministry. Right. You have. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. People have literally given me death threats. Right. So this is my thing. And you know what the the hurtful part about that whole thing with receiving death threats? It's come from people that I know or mm-hmm. have grown up with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who I grew up with in church. Mm-hmm. And they've extended me death threats mm-hmm. because of the fact that I do or I act in a way where God tells me to do something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They have 
ostracized. They've said rumors, all these different things. These are things that I have, you know, I don't hear of in it now because I've just made it in my mind that if anybody has anything, well, have you heard what they said about you? And my whole thing is, okay, I don't really want to hear it because I'm not in that phase of having to keep entertaining that. I'm not going to keep opening up myself to receive wounds right. from someone who doesn't really know what's going on. Right. So my whole thing is, you know, if I can survive death threats from people in the church, and that's just crazy, right? I, I really, guys, I want you guys to think about that. Who do you know in the church? You grow up with people and stuff like that. You go to church, you see your members, you know, they worship God and all this stuff. And they talk about how good God is and how much they love the Lord. You would never in your life expect anyone to extend this form of hatred. Right. Where they would send you a death threat. Right. True. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they would just try to. So my whole thing is. If, not, if nothing else, this has taught me that the church really needs to be worked on. The image of the church that we have now is not what the church really needs to be. We need to work on the church because at the end of the day, if you can at one time in service be exalting God, lifting him up, praising, worshiping, doing all your whole things, speaking in tongues, the full nine, right? Mm -hmm. You do that there, but then turn around you start treating people wrong, hating on people, sending out threats and all these different things in nature like that, treating people unjustly, unfairly, you know? Are you really what you say you are? I was talking with my uh, my grandmother and uh, my mom and everything like that this past, um, yesterday. It, was yesterday. it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I asked the question, I was like, man, you know, the thought that has been running through my mind now lately before i go to sleep at night i really think about it what if god really came back not like in future pretense of god going to come back i'm saying what if god really just came back right like now. now yeah like this very second what if jesus just showed up and just mm. raptured this church mm. Mm -mm. i really wonder and it was a thought that really it really made me think you know, it really made me think to the point to where I sort of tossed and turned and, and, and wasn't able to really go to sleep about it because I thought about it. I was like, man, you know, everything I read in the Bible leads me to believe that there's going to be more people who are not going to make it in than there are people who are going to make it in. That hurt. You know, it it just, you know, part of it. It's a part of it. It's when I just think about how many people, right? Mm hmm. How many people are not going to make it in to the kingdom? And I, I hate to, you know, it makes me also think it makes me think, start thinking about the reasons of why they're not going to make it into the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe that everybody's reason for why they won't make it into the kingdom is going to be this big grand um, explosion of reasons. I think it's going to be some simple stuff that's going to prevent them from making it in mm. like unforgiveness. Not letting situations go. You know, when a person tries to come up and they try to ask for your forgiveness to repent of what they've done wrong, you won't forgive them. Yeah. Issues like, you know, rumors. Yeah. And you trying to slander people without any God given reason of why. Yeah. God doesn't operate in confusion nor slander. 
you know, mm-hmm. but people are do it left and right. And they call themselves church mothers, church leaders, mm-hmm. pastors, all these different things in nature like that. Yeah. They, how many people won't make it in because they've done nothing but hurt the people of God and haven't done anything to help the people of God. How many people will not make it in because of the fact that they just stole money? I think, you know, like the Bible says, even Jesus said it, you know, he doesn't know the hour nor the day nor the time when God's going to be like, bam, you know, here it is. But, you know, something that when we were having this conversation, like I was telling Antoine, it's the heart. It's, it's literally God looks at our hearts, right? And we just, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to take miraculously you can forgive somebody be okay with it god knows you're human and i think it's the genuine aspect even if you just say well god work on my heart and let's say he came tomorrow at least you gave at least you were like you came into acknowledgement knowing that you had an issue of the heart and at least you came to god about it and said you know what god my heart's not right my my heart on how i feel about the church leaders how i feel about my neighbor how i feel about the people in my family, how I feel about people I've met randomly, my heart's not right with them. And I'm pretty sure, you know, when you examine your heart and you ask God to examine your heart, God's like, hey, you know what? That's all I wanted. I don't need you to be perfect. I don't need you to say, now nah, I can drop in a day. Let God work on your heart. It's called heart issues. Let God work on your heart issues. And just knowing the genuineness, the genuineness of it, not being fake, so don't be fake with God. The genuineness of it that God feels and God knows is actually you. you be like, okay, now I can work on you. Now we can start the healing process. And, and you want to know something too? Alongside with that, I'm glad you said being genuine with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You cannot say that you're saved, but everything you do is contrary to the lifestyle you're supposed to live as a person who's saved. You can't say that you love God and that you're saved, but want to smoke weed want to engage in stuff that you know you have no business engaging in you're always doing something well you're right you're sexual immorality yeah mm-hmm. you know you can't say that you're saved and but then every time you get mad you want to cuss somebody you out have a whole, whole because shape. at the end of the day uh, this is my i'm this is my firm belief right and i want to serve this out because i really feel that we're in these last times in these last days and i think we need to go back to the basics of what is the truth mm-hmm. okay The truth is this, the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Then you shall be saved. Right. But this is my thing. I want to point out another thing to you all. You cannot go down that aisle, walk down that aisle, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then go down there with the pastor and you confess with your mouth and you say that you're a sinner and all these different things in nature that you need Christ and that you need Jesus and you want him to be your savior, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That is only part of the equation. Mm -hmm, It mm -hmm. is only part of the status. It is only part of the necessary elements in order to receive salvation. Right. What most people understand is that I go down here and I say stuff with my mouth. I confess it out loud. Right. But there's another side to that. Most of us have confessed a lot of things with our mouth, Mm -hmm. but we have not believed it actually in our heart. We have not. We've lied to ourselves. Right. And it becomes evident because Christina and I had a conversation and the conversation was about um, if a murderer gets saved and he dies the next day, does he get the chance to go into heaven? Wait, 
Was this, was this a way back conversation? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. Yeah. Or okay. if, you know, or, you know, I remember this conversation. it's just if somebody or if they do all the evil they can in the world, but then they right before they die, they make up their mind, well, I'm going to get saved so I can go into heaven. Right. How's that work? All right. My thing I say is to this. Yes, if a person realizes that they have been wrong, God is just to forgive. Mm-hmm. Remember, the thief in his death was the one who got saved. Right. It is possible. But I want to point this out. You can't just try to run to God, say some stuff with your mouth and think it's going to get you into heaven mm-hmm. or think it's going to save you from, from hell fire. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. You have to believe in your heart. Got a caller. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, oh, no. The okay. caller hung up. No. So you have to believe in your heart. That is the key. Mm-hmm. Most of us, you'll be surprised how many people are in the church right now who have confessed a lot of stuff with their mouth. But if you look at their hearts, they don't really believe it. Because I had this, um, probably back to a story time. <laughs> story time. I had a moment. I was in a, a car with a friend. It was me. I was in the car with a friend. And um, he pulled a knife out. <laughs> he said, I can kill you right now and ask God to forgive me and get into heaven. I said, hold the phone. I said, one, you ain't going to pull a knife on him. I said, you better put the knife back, sir. I will. He was driving. I said, I will pull this. I will pull the steering wheel. We all go crashing. Okay. We all will meet our maker today. I said, two, how you going to threaten to kill me right now in the car and then say you think you can get into heaven? I think God just already sees your heart right then and there. That's not genuine. You already have the motive to kill me and then say, I'm just going to ask God for forgiveness. I can get into heaven. And that's my thing. How many of us? are walking around faith bible totem christians talk speak more tongues all these different things and stuff like that and you know than most other people most of us it's not even real tongues we just picked it up because we've been in church and we heard what other people saying so we just started doing it ourselves Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so how many of us honestly in the church are going to make it in that's a question I, I want everybody on this line. I want you to share this. Sure. And I want you to, to tell everybody. And I want you to ask them this one question. And I'm going to ask it. How many of you really honestly know that in your heart you've been converted? Hmm. That in your heart you've been changed? That in your heart you've been set free from this law of Babylon, this society of Babylon, which is cheating and is warlike and, it, and it's, it's on all these other different things and you've been set free from this Nebuchadnezzar spirit that we have so much in the church of pride and self-worship. How many of us have really been set free from that? How many of us in our hearts of hearts can see the change in our life? Because I don't care what you do. Mm. I don't care what you do. When you come into the knowledge of who God is and you start living a life pleasing to God, it will be seen in your every single last action. Every you will walk. not talk the same. Yeah. You won't want to talk the same. Yeah. I had, a, um, and my sister can, she can test, she can attest to this. Our parents, anytime, anytime we will go out with our parents, like, you know, I think my sister invited us over, um, whenever I, I think she, when she was working at Applebee's at the time, she invited us over to the restaurant so we can eat or my parents and I guess her friend came to her and she said are your parents Christians and my sister's like you know yeah she's like why you ask she said I can just see it on them she's like it's the way 
that they walk and the way they're talking, the way they're acting, I can just tell they, they, they about the Lord. And she was like, yeah, that's them. <laughs> and that's my thing. It doesn't, you don't have to go around with your Bible, wearing your robe, hooping every place. If the spirit of God is on you, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit has found residence in you, mm-hmm. the temple of God, mm-hmm. right? You won't have to say anything. Yeah. You won't have to do anything. The Holy Spirit will automatically draw people to you mm-hmm. because of the spirit of God that is in you. In people you. will automatically pick up. You are a light. Yeah. You're not meant to be hidden. Yeah. You're not meant to be covered up. You're meant to shine. So with that thought process of you being meant to shine, mm-hmm. you got to think of it like this. Your life is meant to glorify God. It is. It really is. Don't waste your life playing church and realize you weren't inside of the church. Don't waste your life being all these different things. Don't waste your life being puffed up having all these people give you titles and all these different things mm-hmm, in nature mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it all comes down, because at the end of the day, most of us may not make it to the rapture. Most of us might have to leave this world before the rapture comes. I just hope if you do, you get, you know, you rose, you're part of the dead that rise first. Be ready at a moment's notice. It's like song that uh, Mr. Calloway and his wife sing, it's calling on, will you be ready? Yeah. They sing it better. I'm not even going to attempt because that was the first time you ever hearing but that song. That, that's my question though. How many of us are honestly ready? Yep. And I think it goes back to what you're saying and something I want to add, like Antoine said, examine your heart. Our apostle mother said it um, this past week, uh, starting at, well, starting to begin this week, examine your heart, examine your walk with God examine every part you know even after the broadcast maybe tonight well just ask God you know God is you know where is my heart at and let God reveal it you might not like some of it I know for me I'll be like "Mm, no God but honestly you if you want to get in if you want to get right with God you have to be willing to take some of those hits you're gonna take some of those cuts examine your heart with God so that you are on the right path you're on the right walk so when God does come back or if you should die before he comes back you at least know I'm I'm gonna make it to the kingdom I ain't gotta I ain't gotta second guess to worry about it and this is it. the number one thing I want you guys to do don't lie to yourself heart check yes prophet Tiffany heart check don't lie to yourself you know what you're doing wrong. You know what you're doing is not pleasing to God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, At the end mm-hmm. of the day, I don't care how much you love what's going on in this world. Is this world really worth your eternal soul? Your is immortal it? status of where you will be? Is it worth that? Do you really want to be forgotten? Do you really want God to say, Remember, I never knew you? The Bible says, and I know I we don't. say that the soul and the spirit is eternal. It's not. The abode of where you will go is eternal. The only one who is immortal, the Bible says, is God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, God mm-hmm. has the ability to extend immortality to those who he chooses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have to realize at a moment's notice, your name can be called, your yeah. number can be pulled, and you will not be here. You don't have the rapture is one thing that everybody is afraid of. Mm-hmm. But what we got to realize is death can come for you a lot faster than the rapture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to be ready. You have to be ready. Don't lie to yourself. 
if you know that you or participate in things that you know is not pleasing to God, don't say, well, God knows my heart. Yes, God does know your heart. And in your heart is deceitfully wicked. Yeah. In yeah. your heart, you really don't yeah. have the intent. You don't. This is my whole thing. Everybody says, well, God knows my heart and he knows this and stuff like that. Well, guess what? Out of your heart literally is connected to your actions. Yeah. I think they said out of the, the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth, mouth speaks. speaks. Yeah. So the things you engage in, that's where your heart is. Yeah. Well, I'll even say this. Even when you say, well, God knows my heart. Okay. Well, now that God knows your heart, what are you doing? What are you praying to ask God to work on your heart? Because you can only get by with saying that for so long. Because when God does come back or if you should die before God comes back and then you're facing, you know, you're, you're at your face in God face to face. And you're like, well, God, you knew my heart. God's going to be like, but what did you do to fix it? Like, that doesn't make sense. Yes, I know your heart. I get it. I know your heart. But what are you doing to fix it? And this is my thing. We live in an age where parents really aren't. The greatest gift that a parent can give to their child is a relationship with Christ. Yeah. It's more valuable than college funds, trust funds. Um, it's more valuable than an inheritance of money, possessions, all these things. An inheritance of spirituality, yeah. an inheritance of God, that is more important than anything else you can give. Because one day, all of this that we see around us will be no more. Yeah, that's something me and my sister always say is we are thankful for our parents for introducing God into our lives at a young age. We were like babies. OK, it's it should be a it should be a shame. It should be a shame and it should be a, a, a crime. For us to not invest in our children with the same knowledge that was passed down to us to have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Everyone, and I know a lot of parents say, well, it's for them to find out. No, it's, it's not teach. for them to find out. Do you want them to have to go through situation after situation, heartache after heartache, just to find God? Yeah. Or do you want to set them up in a better position? The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You know, train up your child. We, we love on him. Tell him about Christ. This COVID-19 time period, mm -hmm. this thing with the protest, all this stuff that's going on in the world right now, Beijing just got locked down again because mm of new coronavirus cases and things in nature like that. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to acknowledge the fact that God is more necessary. He's more important than mm -hmm. anything else. God is a life and death matter. Yeah. It's a life and death matter. Well, let me read this comment that Rory put, and this is true, I agree with you, Rory. Some of these young parents ask their children if they want to go to church. I tell my little one, church, church and school is a must. And that's it true. Is. My parents, it was not a... Christina, do you want to go to church today? It was Christina, get your butt but, up. We're going to church. You know what the problem is, though? Mm -hmm. The parents don't even engage. The parents don't pray. The parents don't pray in front of their children so the children learn how to pray. The parents don't pick up a Bible so they don't learn how to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. The parents don't um, engage in trusting God in their life situations. They're stressed out, bummed out, suppressed, oppressed, depressed, mm -hmm. on medication, mm -hmm. all these mm -hmm. different things in nature like that. And why? Because at the end of the day, what they were taught, they're not holding on to it because they thought they found life in this simple. world. But it, there's no life in this world. It's simple, you guys. It's real simple. Even if you don't have a Bible, it's simple. Just pray. Just call on God. Say, Father God, I, I repent. 
I am sorry for what I've done. I'm sorry for my actions now, present, and in the future. But all I'm asking is that you just come into my life. All I'm asking is that you work on my heart. Anyone can say a prayer like that. You don't, even if you don't know how to read the Bible, God's not a God. Once one thing I'm going to let you guys know, the Bible is not a ticket into heaven. You don't even, people don't even know how to read the Bible, but they know how to pray to God. Believe me, the Bible will come. You will hear stories. That's how you get the information. But right now, if, if God was to call you, like you, you never know when God's going to call you. So if God was to call you today, tomorrow, if he was to come back right now, just say prayer, just say a prayer, ask God to forgive your heart. We've already told you the story about Jesus and the two thieves and how that thief right there on the cross is asked Jesus, God for forgiveness. And he said, Hey, and then you, he, I think he told him you'll be with me in paradise. The other thief was this blasphemy and just like, Psh, whatever. He ain't making a paradise, but, but <laughs> just say that prayer. And this is my thing. When you pray, don't expect now all of a sudden you will not experience struggle. Okay. Mm -hmm. There will always be a contention, a tension, a fight mm -hmm. back and forth between your flesh, you mm -hmm. and the spirit man. Right. Yes. There will be always this going back and forth of struggle. But yep. you want to know what makes the struggle less more of a struggle. Mm -hmm. You have to yield more of yourself to God. The yep. more you yield over to God, the better. The flesh, the flesh cannot win against God. Yep. And they always say the flesh is weak. Yes, the flesh is weak. It's your flesh. It's it's it wants to delight in unholy things. Tell and this is my thing. When you ask God to for repentance and you repent and you ask God for his forgiveness and you you want God to set you on the right path, tell God, God, I know that I cannot make this without you. Yep. God you can help me to do what's right. You're right. God help me to turn away those things that I know that I want to do yeah. and do those things that I know you want from me. When you read the divisions of Psalms and you look at, um, Lord Jesus, David, right? David, he was Psalms writer. He was some of the Psalms. Yeah. Writers. Okay. When you look at, when you look at some of the division Psalms that are written by David, you see the conflict he had with himself alone. And when he said, you know what, God, I need you. Cause I cannot do this by myself. My flesh is weak. I can't do it. Now, I heard a preacher say that David dealt with depression. Now, if you look at some of David's writings, and this is for all my people out there that are experienced depression or they feel suppressed or pushed down, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. David dealt with a lot of issues where he was depressed. I will agree and say that he dealt with the spirit of depression that was trying to come upon him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He dealt with it. But you want to know what he found to be a cure what? as well as the best medicine for that form of spirit that was trying to come upon him to make him not want to live? What? He found his hope in God. Yes. Hence the reason why David was able to write the 23rd Psalm. Hence the reason why David specifically pointed out, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows of death, these mind games that play with my mind, mm -hmm, that make mm -hmm. me feel depressed, that mm -hmm. make me feel unworthy, that make me feel unwanted, unloved, yeah. that make me feel undesired, on all these things that, you know, that's, that you know, there's a lot of things that go on through our mind. It is not depression all the time. Sometimes it's just an attack of the enemy that goes on in our mind. Yeah. All these things that go on there, these are shadows. Yeah. They're mind games. Yep. They're tricks. Yep. David even goes so far and says, hey, now I've realized 
that when I find myself in God, he'll prepare a table before me. He'll set me up for relaxation. He'll set me up for greater. He'll set me up for being able to experience long life. Yeah. In the midst of trouble. Yep. Well, yeah. This this right here is is, is great conversation. I'm just going to do a quick wrap up of what we talked about. So we went from the godlike mentality of leaders, the Nebuchadnezzar uh, prideful attitude to how it led to church hurt to how now how people are church hurt and they you know are don't want to go back to church but just ask God for forgiveness and get yourself back into church and train your child up so that you can be right before God so when that time comes for either you die beforehand or if Christ comes or Jesus comes right now you are ready that's a quick wrap up oh, uh, look at uh, Miss Ziegler Lady Tabitha she said the example for me was not there with my parents but at a very young age i knew there was something greater so at an early age i had a personal relationship with god plus i had a praying grandmother somebody's gotta true. pray somebody's gotta pray somebody's if, gotta pray even if it's not your parents you will always believe me god at a young at a young age is because it's like you know when you're young you when you're young you feel like you have a strong connection with god i don't know why that's just me at a young age god will have his hand on you because he may know your parents ain't there, but he will have somebody praying for you. You know it. I know like sometimes I used to dream and I'd be like, well, Ma, I just dreamt about some person I don't know about. My mom's like, well, maybe that's a person God needs you to pray about. You don't have to know them, but whoever you dreamt about, pray about them because God put them on your heart for a reason. Yeah. But you guys, the time is 12, 13. We've been on here for over an hour and this has been a really great talk. We thank you guys for your comments. We thank you guys for um, joining us and sharing it. Um, yeah, and and do me a favor. When you get an opportunity, when you get an opportunity, ask the people in your house, are they ready? Are, you are they ready? ready to meet God? Ask the people that you see at work, even if you don't go to work, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If it just so happens, the people, it's God will present the opportunity for you to bring it up to ask someone about their soul salvation. Yep. Ask them. Ask them. Are they ready? With all the stuff that's going on in this world, put the question to them. Because if anything, the more heated the world gets with all these issues, the more it's just showing that we're getting closer to his return. Yep. Yep, So just ask people. Ask people. All right, you guys. So as always, we like to close it in with our plugins. So first up, we have... Team Callaway Gospel Radio Show. Listen to them live on Sunday from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the WDEN app or tune in app at 98.5 FM or tell Alexa Girl to play WDEM 98.5. That is Team Callaway, you guys. Follow them on Facebook, Team Callaway. Next up, we have the VB Notary Public Services. Contact Valerie Banks at 770-875. Oh, man, this water. <laughs> Lord in heaven. 875 uh and two three two two yes thank you <laughs> you're welcome uh, uh contact her you guys she's a georgia she, she is located in the state of georgia she is certified notified publicized she all, she all them type of fides so um you guys please contact her and she she works after hours she's mobile so if you can't drive she drive to you okay so don't be lazy if you need it go get it all right, next up, we have the Pillar Fire International Ministries led by the awesome Prophet Jeff and his lovely wife, Prophetess Amina, known as Team Marshall. Follow them on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, and just 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 dive in with the word with them, you guys. They go live Sundays at 2.30 p.m. Next up, we have the 
St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Howard, Florida, where the pastor is the pastor Alfonso Bryant and his lovely wife, Prophetess Ashley Bryant. They're the OGs. The OGs in the house. Yep. Go to church, you guys. <laughs> Next up, we have the Keepers of Hope International Ministries, led by the amazing, the lovely, the winner, the pageant winner for United States of America, Evangelist Rena Person. I don't know why I do so much. I'm sorry, Evangelist Rena. You're probably like, why does she do the most with my name? Cause you're, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I, don't know. I love you. All right, Keepers of Hope, I love everybody. Keepers of Hope International Ministries are providing essential food items, essential items such as food, toilet paper, sanitizer, gloves, paper, etc., for those as they become available in the Richmond, Virginia area. So if you know anyone in need, especially seniors who can't get out much, please contact Evangelist Rena Person at 804-238-7873. Next, we have the NJ Carter Ministries, which has a Facebook and as well as YouTube channel. Go check them out when you get the opportunity. Check them out. Next up, we have Nova's Art Publishing is sponsoring a kids' journal through COVID-19 essay campaign. Children are encouraged to write an essay of 500 words or less about their COVID-19 experience. Children must be the ages of 17 through 13 years old. Be a resident of Georgia and submit their essay by June 19th, 2020 by 5 p.m. Eastern Time to Sarday 1987 at yahoo.com. That's C-H-A-R-D-A-E 1987 at yahoo.com. Please include the subject line, parents' name, student's name, and school's name. Today is June 16th. You have until June 19th. Thank you. That was fast. That was. Also, Jasmine, <laughs> I know we were only supposed to do that like twice, but it's fine. We got you covered. Okay. Um, next up, we have the altar call prayer line, which meets every morning at 5 a.m. on the dot. Uh, this week, we are meeting at another additional time of 3 o'clock PM. Mm -hmm. uh, when you want to join in for prayer, please call in at 774-220-4000 with the access code of 32017. This prayer line is led by none other than the Apostle Chantel Calloway. Apostle Mother! Really, Christina? <laughs> I had to. Next up, we have the Repairs of the Bridge International Ministries, which is also led by Apostle Mother, Apostle Chantel Calloway, with all these amazing people who we've named uh, recently. Some, you know, they all, you know, majority of them are in the ministry. And you guys just love on them. Love us. We love them. Um, this is a great ministry. Um, we're thankful to God for leading us in this ministry. And yeah, it's, it's amazing. We love you guys. We love you all. And last but not least, we have to thank the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. Good God. The God. Um, yes, G-O-D. We thank God for what it is he's done for us, providing. He provides roof over our heads, clothes to wear, you know, all of it. And he gives us life every single day to do what it is that we love, which is getting the truth out to you guys, prophesying God's word, delivering his word to you guys. Oh, also, I would also like to do this little bit of a plug in. If you know do anyone it. who needs any help with credit repair or do just establishing a better stance for financial stability, contact us and we can send you some information. Not only does Apostle Chantel operate in a wonderful and powerful ministry, but she also is a part of a wonderful opportunity to help you with your credit repair and get you to a better standard of credit. You may want to buy a car or buy a house, or you may just want to do anything just to clean up your credit. She has the products to help you. Yes, she does. And uh, yeah, so next time for Thursday, please tune in at 11 a.m. We will share that information with you guys. Once again, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Have a wonderful day. God Good. bless you God all. God bless. Goodbye.